Boom. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Curses! There's a new album called Chapter, <laughs> Chapter 2 Bloom, which is going to be released on August 7th through Sharptone Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Eli and Shane. What's and up, guys? Heidi Ho, boys. We're going to be chatting about a few things today. We're going to be chatting about a couple of tracks. We're going to be chatting about the album. We're going to be chatting about, I don't know, the weather. We'll be chatting about all things cursed and curses. You guys seem like a couple of very nice boys. Why are you in a band called Curses? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of it has to do <laughs> with the bad luck that we always encounter. Yeah. Like, if, if, a, if a tour for us, like, for example, goes really, really well... We we got something waiting on us back home. Like <laughs> we didn't realize how perfect that name would be until after we picked it, and I think it might have cursed us. Oh. It, that might be why we have such bad luck sometimes. <laughs> yeah, or at least that's our excuse. <laughs> wow, beautiful. Now, or maybe not beautiful. I don't know. But something that is beautiful. <laughs> it was brought to my attention that second album, but first album released through the Sharptone family. So congratulations, number one. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. Absolutely. And then number two, how does it feel? Tell us about this. How did it happen? What are the deets? Uh, well, like, I guess we've, I mean, we've been a band for, for a while. Um, and, I mean, Shane and Davey, like, started the band when they were, like, really young. How, how old were you whenever you started playing, Shane? When I first started playing music, well, that was probably 2009, 2010. I was around 15, 16 years old when I first started playing drums, but... Yeah, and I joined the band around uh, 2013. Yeah, that's and, when Curses officially started. Yeah, yeah, that's 2014. Yeah, and then um, just as time went on, we uh, we tried to get better recordings and uh, tried to market ourselves better and try to travel more and just uh, eventually we just met more people and then got ourselves exposed a little bit more and eventually we. We apparently caught the uh, Sharp Tone Records, which we were very grateful for, and um, they hit us up and asked if we wanted to do anything with them, and we were we said absolutely, and then we just got it rolling from there, and here we are. I just imagine like you guys checking your inbox like that meme with the guy on the coffee cup, and you know. <laughs> Actually, when I found that message that uh, Sean from Sharp Tone sent us, he had sent it to I forgot what that folder is called, Facebook like marks things as spam automatically or something and it went to our message request folder so it wasn't even in our main inbox and i was just actually browsing through that folder and stumbled upon it and yeah i pretty much had that reaction when i found that message <laughs> coffee spit if i would have had a coffee that's what would have happened that's exactly what would have happened but you guys are in curses you have monsters or something or rock stars yeah uh, now yeah. A key word that came to mind, rather than it came to mind, you, actually, you guys actually said it, was you were grateful that it happened. And interestingly enough, I just got off a call with another uh, member of the Sharp Tone family whose first album is being released through Sharp Tone, or, and, or another release being through Sharp Tone. And they use the term gratitude as well. And I'm just curious, maybe take us through that. What is it like being on the Sharp Tone record family, or part of the family, that makes you guys grateful to be on the label? Well, um, I guess like, through our past experiences, whenever you're a smaller band and you're trying to figure out how to do it right and make sure people aren't screwing you over, or just trying to make sure you got all your bases covered and you're doing everything. 
hear that. You're starting to get muffled, and I'm not hearing anything. Sounds like you guys are in the rain or something. It's like a static or something. It's starting, to, it's starting to fade away. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. I'll have to edit that part out. Yeah, yeah it got was, kind of fuzzy for a minute. Yeah, that was, that was weird. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess I'll just start over. Like, um, whenever you, I don't know, whenever you're a new band, I guess, you're trying to make sure you're getting all your bases covered and you're doing everything the way you should be doing. And it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to figure it out on your own. And um, whenever you meet people along the way to try and help you, um, get your stuff together a little bit better then like you're going to run into a lot of people that say they're going to help you and do all this stuff for you but then they actually don't and I guess point being that with Sharp Tone um, we can tell that they've really got their stuff together and we and, and they're really they're they're helping us a lot and it's it's a very we, we it's a it's a team effort like where there's the communication's always really really good and, um, That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. There's never any. We hear back from them almost instantly, and yeah, it's just good to be backed by people that um, we we trust that they care about what the same things that we care about, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got a door on the wall, and it's a door attached to their wall, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. <laughs> no. We were glad they came knocking on our door. Exactly. Well, it sounds like a, quite a bit of serendipity there. Like you didn't reach out to them with a plan is kind of more like they reached out to you and that sounds like quite the bit of serendipity yeah then the plane the plan happened together yeah for a yeah, band called curses that sounds like a bit of non-curse yeah <laughs> that was the one blessing with all the curses <laughs> right there yeah for sure beautiful now when it comes to the track the door in the wall my immediate comment is where else do you put doors but then i guess we could have a whole conversation of where else you could put a door than in a wall <laughs> Well, <laughs> what is on the floor? You could put it on a floor. It's very the, door the, floor. the door on the floor. That'll be on chapter three. <laughs> chapter three, crawl three. <laughs> like chapter f- the door in the sky or something. Chapter four it starts to get metaphysical. Beautiful. So take us to this track, the door on the wall. Where does it go? Why are we there? Who is it? Do I want to open it? Uh yeah, for sure. I mean, I I'm, I welcome anybody to open it. It's it's really an open door, and everybody's welcome. <laughs> it's the second track off our off off of the new album, Chapter Two, Bloom, and um, we just felt like that was a good one to come out of the gate with. Got the music video rolling with it, and then the numbers are going up, so it's looking good right now, and. And we're just we're we're just happy that it's it's finally going because I mean the virus you know like it it's it stopped a lot of things in the music music industry and our release of the album was definitely one of those things so it's it's nice to have it out and have it going mm-hmm. have that door open and people passing through yeah you said they mentioned that it was it felt like a good song to release first and I know it's always hard when you've got so many beautiful children how to pick one to lead first without hurting the other's feelings uh, but how did you guys go about that. Oh, Shane, you want to take that I mean, we all took a vote and kind of decided that one would fit the best as an initial release, which was actually one of the last, wasn't that one of the last ones we wrote before going to the studio? I think it was, yeah. I think it and was it the up, last one. It ended up going earlier in the album, and we just felt that would represent us best 
as an initial opener with the new signing and everything. And I don't know, we felt that that'd be the best single. And it kind of fits because it's, it's our door in the wall. It's, it's our mm-hmm. opening for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it was the last one written for the album. So did you guys kind of have an idea as far as the album's set of recipes or whatever, how you want to put it, uh, before writing this track? Or is it kind of like a, its own thing? I mean, we just, we kind of just go at every song with an open mind. Uh, we, I mean, Shane and Davey make a skeleton, basically, of, of a song. Like Shane will track out some drums and then put guitar to it. Davey will track some guitar. Shane will put drums to it and all that. And then it's just a, it's just a process after that. And then we try and just make the riffs or the drums better and then throw the vocals on. And then <clears throat> after that, just keep on messing with it. <laughs> and, and like, it was weird because uh, whenever Sharp Tone hit us up, we had already had five songs recorded and ready to go. And they were like, hey, well, uh, go do five more songs and then we'll uh, release you guys just with a full album. And we were like, OK, that All sounds right. that sounds way better, you know, because on our own, it wasn't really in our budget to do a whole album at the time. So we were like, yeah, like that sounds like a great idea. And um, that's that's what we did. We just went back into the studio, busted out five more. And and it it, it worked really well. We record with uh, Justin Mitchell at uh, King Studios in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he's really he's he's a great person to work with. He's he's so much he's he's, he's around our age. Like he's he's fun to be around. He's fun to work with, and yeah, um, he really and helped he, us a lot. Yeah, and he's and he's really good. He's really talented. The whole the whole crew over there at King Studios, they're 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 really good. So it was it was definitely not out of the question whenever they asked if we would want to do five more songs. So we were like, yeah, definitely. And, and we knew that with their help and just us putting all of our ideas together that we could bust it out. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Busted through that door. Tell you right? what. Busted it down. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, one of the lines in here that really sticks to me, because I'm looking at the lyrics for the track is where the constant mantra is deafening. What is the constant mantra then? That it's uh, deafening. It's it's kind of relative, I guess. I mean, it wasn't really about any specific thing. It was, I guess, it was more about something that can't be explained. I guess if that makes any sense, it's just like, um, I gotta think back to the lyrics. Um, let's see, uh, what was it again? <laughs> I, I backtracked too far. I forgot what's going on. <laughs> Uh, where the constant mantra is deafening, and uh, I don't know, it just kind of st- stuck with me because I do a lot of a lot of mantras myself. Um, you know, if you have a CD player going in your head and you have bad things to say to yourself, just take that track out and put in a different track that you choose to be there. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of struck me from a personal development standpoint of, you know, it's deafening because maybe it's a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's good or bad, really. It just depends on what you're trying to relate it to, I, in in my eyes, anyways. Like, um, like it's really a play on words because the constant mantra is deafening, and then it's the silent flatline is beckoning me. So it's like, <clears throat> it's like saying something that's supposed to be calm and constant and and fluent is like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of our friends sorry. just walked in the door. I'll get the door real quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's it's because mantra is usually something like used in like spiritual or religious practices, and it's supposed to be very calming and peaceful and unifying. And then 
So, like, saying that it's deafening is, like, over, kind of more saying that it's overwhelming, not so much that it's a good or a bad thing. And then Silent Flatline beckoning me is, like, kind of the opposite. And it's it's the same thing but different, and it's pulling you in. Mm-hmm. So you, could, you could say that. I mean, we could say that it's about music. You could say it's about a person. It's pretty relative. It's just, I mean... Kind of just leave. We we like to write lyrics to leave leave them up to interpretation. Oh a yeah, lot of the I like time. the lyrics that are metaphorically applicable to everything. Yeah, because whenever one person hears it, it could mean a totally other thing to somebody else who hears it, and mm-hmm. and people tend to um, associate stuff like that to just whatever they want, really, whatever them in the front of their mind wants or them in their subconscious wants to take that as, but. I think it's, I mean, whenever whenever I'm listening to a song and I hear something like that and it really makes me dig and think a little bit more and then it becomes more personal, like, that's 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 what I really enjoy. So, I mean, that's I think that's kind of how we went about it. I never really thought about it a, a whole lot, to be honest with you. That is okay, my good man. But, I mean, something you guys mentioned there was um, something that kind of makes me say, is that similar then to the track Wu Wei? I'm, I'm just from a... Since we've got into like the spiritual side of things, not forcing or effortless action, it kind of sounds like Tai Chi or some kind of, if you want to consider Tai Chi to be a spiritual practice anyway, but learning how to use energy to your benefit. Right. That's that's kind of what it's about. Just um, kind of the realization that it's always there too. Yeah, yeah, and it's constant. And you're never gonna. I mean, you're you're always in it, and. You just got, I mean, a lot of people try and control a lot of aspects of their life and like, you know, there's a lot of control freaks out there and stuff. And main thing I see with those types of people is whenever you try and keep control more, the more you lose control. And it's just, it's, it's stressful and it's not pleasant, you know? And like, and that's what that song is about really is just, is letting it, whatever it is, just go and, and being along on the ride for it and enjoying it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like 38 special said, baby, just hold on loosely. That's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you cling too yeah. tightly. You're going to lose control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Nail on the head right there. They, they, they spoke that one very well. Boom. Now, when it comes to the visualizer video, there's this orb thing that I'm following around and I'm waiting with a great anticipation to see what will become of the orb? But the saddest point is when it's stuck in a cage. Yeah, actually, we didn't have much to do with that video. Like, we had an animator uh, make all of those clips, and then we took all the clips, and we had Brandon, our vocalist, and he's also our graphic designer for most of our stuff. Uh, we had him just piece everything together. And, um, yeah, it's, there, there wasn't really much... Um, that we had to do with that necessarily. We, I really we, enjoyed the shots that we did pick though for that because it applied to each part of that song perfectly too. Like you said, the cage. We chose that spot when the verse comes in, right? Yeah, just what, I remember it was like on some really heavy parts. Yeah, it and was like, somewhat something along the lines of feeling trapped. So we we felt like that'd be the perfect shot. Yeah. For it. Mm-hmm. I agree. It all fit the mood of the song really well. Yeah, beautiful. Now, when it comes to the album, Chapter 2, Bloom, 
Chapter one was introspect. Chapter two is bloom. It seems like we're going to have a chapter three already planned, four, five, six, seven, with different emphases on things. So I, <laughs> so I guess my question is, chapter two, what did you guys set out to create? What should we expect when we pick up the album? Uh, I'd say progression. If you've listened to our previous music, like... Um, it's definitely, I, I honestly believe it's our best work. Like Shane's drumming has gotten so much better over the years. And that, that applies to all of us as musicians. Like we've all just grown and, and figured out what we, what kind of sound we want to go for and what kind of message we want to spread. Even if, it, even if there's not really a specific message in there. Yeah. Like regardless of the message, it's, it, it does show our growth. Yeah. So, yeah. Bloom is perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we really we 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 took we took the bull by the horns on this one and we didn't really hold anything back and um I guess what people could expect for this new album is just um of a, a more put together curses, a more um more well formulated curses, I guess. Like like you make a cake for the first time and it's pretty good, and then you kind of figure out how you want to spread the ingredients in what order and the portions and all that, and then you make a better cake. Mm-hmm. I just kind of pulled that out of my hand. Well, <laughs> the next version of us. That's right. Well, is that why the, the the album is called Bloom? Did you guys feel that this is a chance for to demonstrate the blooming of you guys, not only as musicians individually, from what it sounds like, but also as well, you know, we have individual ingredients with cake, but when put together in the right order, you get cake. And, you know, if you set out to make a red velvet, well, did a red velvet come out? And is it a good red velvet? Because <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it did. We actually didn't decide the name until we were finished with the album. That was one of the last things we had chosen. And we knew the whole time it was going to be something along those lines. But like Eli said earlier, we didn't think too much about the specifics until we had a lot to work with. And then by the end of it, we looked at it as a whole and decided there was there were several options. But we all it was a unanimous vote that bloom best represented what we had become and what the album was about yeah and just like you said it was it was with both with us uh musically and and uh as people like i feel like Mm -hmm. we've um we've grown a lot because i mean we were all really young whenever we started playing music together and um whenever i don't know just we've we've all we've all changed and in more good ways than bad, I'd say. And um feel like that, like what Shane said, it represented the music very well. Because, I mean, that's we kind of came out of our shell with uh, our writing and just with everything that we've done. And um, and also as people, like we've, we, um, we're definitely more mature than we were. We don't do nearly as much stupid stuff yeah, as we years, did. Man. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and we're just—I mean—and we're still doing it. We're still, we're still growing, and the music's still growing, and we're excited to see what keeps happening. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of curses that happen, aside from all the blessings that are showered upon ye boys, uh, I'm guessing this year has been a bit of more the curse side. 
than the blessing side for you guys yeah. as, a, as a band. And um, I mean, with the album coming out August 7th, is that kind of what you guys were focused on this year anyway? Or have you guys been up to some stuff otherwise that maybe you wouldn't have been um, if coronavirus and everything else didn't happen? I mean, being at home more than usual has helped us with writing. And I mean, the preparation for this album that we needed with all the media releases and everything, to a certain degree, it, it helped that we were here a lot. But it also put it also created a setback with the dates of our releases. And we kind of had to turn everything upside down after we realized what what was happening throughout this year yeah and like whenever it first started we didn't we, we didn't really have too much planned i mean we had some some small shows you know just like locally and like in the surrounding states and um but we didn't have any like big tours planned or anything like that like we've been we've been diy like for for a minute now because like we we've had managers we've had booking agents we uh, had a previous label and um we we just kind of moved on from all those and started doing things ourselves and then once sharp tone happened we figured we would wait for their opinion on stuff and there wasn't really much we could do whenever all this popped off except for wait for the album because i mean we didn't have to worry about a booking agent didn't really have to worry about management too much because it's all small scale stuff because it's just like interviews like this and and just stuff that's um that we can do ourselves so we really didn't i mean like shane said it kind of helped us like just being able to chill and like and sit back and analyze everything yeah yeah so it was good in that aspect because we didn't really have too much planned like besides besides the release and um furthering our relationship with sharp tone and um I think that now, I don't know if things are calming down really or not with the virus, but um, we, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. There's another train scheduled to arrive here shortly. So just jump on that one, baby. All right. We'll do. (laughs) Yeah. But um, it was, I think it was a good thing for us at the time. Like, but I mean, we'll see where it goes from here on out. And, um, I mean, I definitely hope it calms down because we all miss playing shows like crazy. And I mean, we miss the world that we once knew and, um, we'll just, uh, we, I guess point being is we are, um, we want to get, uh, like Sean and, and other people at sharp that we work with. We want to get their input on a lot of bigger decisions that we're going to make in the future. And um, so we definitely didn't want to rush it. So I'm kind of glad that things are going at a bit of a slower pace right now, just so mm-hmm. we can get our ducks in a row with that kind of stuff. And then um, and then move forward once the time comes. And there you go. All right. Beautiful. Well, boys, wanted to thank you for coming on to the show. That is all the questions that I have. If there's anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about, please let me know. Otherwise, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Hey, thank you so much. And like, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, we got uh, Chapter Two Bloom coming out on August seventh, which is just a little bit over a week away. So keep your eyes open for that. We're really excited for the release. We um, still have 
we've released the two songs, like you said, "The Door on the Wall" and "Wu Wei." And then here shortly, in the next uh, in the next week, we'll have another single called "Amethyst." And then along with the album release, we'll be releasing another video with the album. Very cool. Very so we've cool. got a lot of stuff lined up, and we're we're excited to get it out, and we hope that everybody's ready as as ready for for it to be out as we are. You know. I agree. It'll be exciting. All right, go ahead and stop, please, sweetie. 